All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold, and I am joined by my friend and co-host and still COVID-infected John Wade, the Garnet Texan. Dude, this, John, this is, is it ever going to go away? I, I've, I don't even know. Like, this is so beyond miserable. Uh, well, I, don't, I mean, I've only had it for about seven, seven days, um, a little over seven days. No, I've had it. I got it a week ago on Saturday. Is when I finally was positive. I, my kid, my the baby got it, then Robin got it, then the five year old got it, and then I finally got it. And it's just you know now it's just sticking around. And I'm I'm convinced where I messed up was trying to push through it the first couple of days I had it because it was just like a bad cold, mm. and not resting. Whereas like I should have just chilled out and rest and slept more. And then I'd be through it. But, you know, I'm stubborn. I'm dumb. And I didn't. And I'm still fighting it. Jeez. Wow. Well, the uh, the NFL got blown up today. It, it absolutely did. I think it's I think it's pretty fair to say it was it was turned upside down. Put in a, a jar, shook it around. Um, the NFL actually has its first now second real issue the first one went away because they wanted it to this one i don't think there's a way for this to just go away dude it's i i think it's pretty safe to say that brian flores won't be our next coach you think it's safe to say that (laughs) what do you think i don't know part of me thinks that like all of this was just like casario just waiting waiting in the wing he, he he had an idea. A lot of this was going to come out, and he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And now he looks like the superhero. He hires Flores, who was built to be this B.O.B. character when it was really Chris Greer and Steven Ross. Belichick accidentally texts him. Accidentally texts him. I know, right? Uh, and doesn't, you know, instead of Brian Dabble. I, I don't know. Uh I mean, Flores was obviously like the most qualified of the uh, of the coaching candidates we still have left. Like, I mean, he had a, he had a very good track record in Miami. Other than until those stories coming coming out about him supposedly embarrassing Tua, Tua, Tua. Sorry, I, I still just you know, but uh, until those stories that apparently he berated Tua, and then not getting along with like the assistant coaches before then, like he was the coaching candidate you wanted, like bar none. Like he was the number one for everybody. And then these stories just kept getting leaked. And all of a sudden he may not get hired this cycle. And when you hear some of the stuff, especially with like this, this lawsuit, it's like, wait a second. Did Flores just literally get slandered because he was working for a scumball? That's what it sounds like. Dude, it, I mean, it sounds absolutely awful. If you're uh, the guy that owns the Dolphins, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he, Steven he Ross. yeah, Stephen Ross, he's going to be forced to sell. Don't you think? I right. I, it's too early. I, I, I don't like when all that stuff, like people say that stuff because it's the first day of the story. Um, and who knows what else comes out. I, I still think there's just too much time to really have an idea on. Well, trying to pay off your coach to lose a game. 
That's got to be I proven. Get, I mean, I don't think you make that sort of accusation without like something. Sure, 100%. And so if we go based off of all of Brian Flores's reports and things that he has, then yeah, 100%. Steven Ross should have to sell the team. And Miami Dolphin fans and media would be super excited for that to be the case. Um, but we'll find out more tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when Brian Flores is on Good Morning America. Dude, he's not pulling any punches. Like, straight out there on the press tour, like, he is just going to let all air out. Yeah. He's an athlete's first guy. So I'm, abs- I'm absolutely amazed. Usually, like, the NFL, like, they don't let their dirty laundry get aired like this. Yeah, they don't. They really don't. It's um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a it's an interesting situation. It'd be it, it'd be pretty awesome to see Casario kind of swoop in, hire Flores for the right reason, right? Because right. he's the right coach, not not because he's a black man, um, but really just kind of stick it to the NFL. Um, their you know their race issues that they've had for multiple multiple years i mean it was just last year if you remember they had to add that rule where um you know if you hire one of our black assistant head coach or you know ocs or anything like that as a head coach you know we get a third round pick i mean they they just keep going they take step backwards every time they Mm -hmm. try to do something to help uh other races out within and and create some inclusion in the nfl so um i don't know it's it's wild. Uh, I mean, we ha- we interviewed him the second time. What yesterday? Right? Uh, was it yesterday? Like my yeah. my timeline's all messed yesterday. up. When they when they put out that super cryptic text uh, that they finished discussions with three guys, yeah. not interviews, discussions. Yeah. And then it came out that they interviewed KOC, and it was like or Kevin O'Connell, and it was like, so which interview was it with Kevin O'Connell? Why wasn't he on the finished discussions? Which I mean, we'll get to that here in a second. But, I mean, when you – if Flores and Casario had legitimately have been in contact, like, which is what the rumor apparently is, like, they have continued to talk this entire time, then – and he's not this Bill O'Brien, like, figure. I mean, you would think that he would be our number one candidate. Well, and if you remember when everything first started, uh, that was who, you know, like that was who was tied to us from the beginning. Right. That was that was the guy that everybody just assumed it was a done deal. Um, and I mean, it makes sense. Look, I, th- I think Brian Flores is a, a very, very good coach. Um, now that we know kind of what he went through, uh, you know, all three years he was in Miami, uh, he, he was kind of coaching with one hand behind his back, told the tank, told the setup meetings with, you know, I, I believe Deshaun Watson based on things that I was told three months ago. Um, uh, Jordan knows exactly what I'm talking about. I think me and Jordan had it. I think I showed you, um, you know, there's a couple people that I showed that Watson and David planned this in 2020, this whole thing before he even signed his contract. So I, people can go out and say it's Brady. Brady doesn't make sense to me. Why would Brady join the 
the awful Miami Dolphins. Like, and, and just I get the timing, it. the timing of it for Brady, it really wouldn't have been tampering. Like, no, it, was it so close been tampering. To him, he would have been a free agent. The, yeah, it just doesn't uh, make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And like, why would he go to a terrible organization with a bad offensive line, no weapons, a bad, a, a okay defense at that time, but not a good defense, and then also have to play the Bills twice a year? I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't seem, I can't get behind the fact that it would be Tom Brady. I just, I can't. And then you just I'm, add all the pieces, Deshaun and Jilly and Jilly being in Miami in January 30th and February 1st and February 2nd. And there's just so many things. And I, I'm not trying to put Pat down because I know Pat has people he talks to. Um, but the people that I talked to told me totally opposite of what Pat has said and i'm not trying to contradict or say that pat doesn't know anything because pat does pat typically knows more than i do but i it just makes too much sense for it to be deshaun watson it adds up yeah. with that it adds up with the story and then it adds up with the trade negotiations preseason draft trade deadline like all of it makes sense all of it the only way that it, the only thing that makes sense for it to be Brady is the people saying that it was Brady. That's it. Like if you put, look at the big picture, if you take away those like talking head voices, you take away people like Pat, you take away a lot of the national guys that have already reported that, Oh, it was Brady. If you take all that away and you just look at circumstances, it had to be Deshaun. Like common sense says it has to be Deshaun, but you do have somebody out there saying that, no, 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 it was Brady. And it's trusted people that are saying that it's Brady. That's the only thing that points to it being Brady is trusted people. And I say trusted almost with air quotes because some of them I don't trust. I, don't, I, I do trust Pat. But, I mean, at the same time, we, we've known from experience that some of the people that tell Pat definitely have their own agenda. And they've misled Pat. And they've left him out to dry definitely several times before. Well, and not just Pat, but other people, too. You know, yeah. a lot of the same people that Pat talks to, they've left other people out to dry. Charles Robinson being one of them. So, yep. I mean, it's just, look, the source game, we, we, we talked about it towards the end of the last season. Uh, it's a it's a devious, devious game. It is a game that can change on the dime, literally within seconds of a conversation that you're told it could have changed by the end of that conversation. It's just the way that it goes. Um, and it's, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough business to be in. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, it just and I mean, makes it, the most sense. And it actually matters because if it was Deshaun, that is tampering and we should just get picks from the dolphins. Like if it was well, legitimate, it, but that's not how it goes. You don't get the picks. They just take the picks away. Yeah. Right. I think you get, uh, you get awarded. Like, because we were the team tampered with. We get awarded. The picks. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That happened with New England and Casario. Yeah. Right? Did we so, lose a pick with, when we tampered with Casario? No, because we we backed off. Oh, that's right. That's right. But we would have lost a pick. We would have surrendered a pick to New England. It's crazy. The, so, everything's crazy. So for the Deshaun situation, like, we're not just talking about it for it to be dramatic because, you know, it is great drama or whatnot, a great soap opera. Like, I actually care because if it is Deshaun, like, you know, draft picks, like extra draft picks. Like, that's all we care about right now. Like, Deshaun's not playing for the Texans ever again. Like, some of y'all no. out there on Twitter, like, y'all just, y'all need to just suck it up. Like, this is, 
if you're talking about like the pure football player, yes, the team is worse off without Deshaun coming back. Like we all know that, but there's nothing we can do. He's not playing for the Texans again. And then you put all the accusations on it. It's like, why would you want him to? And even without the accusations, he did quit. Like you didn't say anything wrong. Like he legitimately quit. Whether or not he had reason to quit, whether or not he had a valid reason to quit might be up for discussion, but he did quit on the Texans. So why would you want him back? So some of y'all on Twitter, just chill. He's not coming back. You shouldn't want him back. But that's besides the point. At this point, what we need is, are we actually going to get compensation for losing him? And if he goes to jail, but they tampered, we still get compensation. So, you know, that is something to actually care about. Yeah. No, it's wild. Um, just everything is so wild. Um the best part is, is that the Texans, in, until they hire Josh McCown, aren't the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, there's at least four teams that are worse. I know, right? Uh, which is nice. It's uh, I, I don't believe Josh McCown will be hired, but um, that is about the only way that I'll be upset. <laughs> I mean, with this coach, and I, it's one of those like, do we want to go down that road already, or are we still talking about? Yeah, we other can. Things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about whatever at this point. There's not really you an know? agenda for tonight. You know, I mean, Josh McCown, I get it. You want to be bold. You want to do something outside what everybody else has done. Um, that's how the Rams ended up with Sean McVay. Like Sean McVay, remember that hire was trashed, and he's been a great, great coach. But he was super young. They were like, oh, well, Wade Phillips is really going to coach it's, or going to be co- he- like assistant head coach or whatnot because he's so young. There's just no way that he's going to be able to do it. And you know what? McVay's worked out pretty well. This is going to be their second Super Bowl. Like he's been, and that was thinking outside the box. But going after McCown is too far outside the box, in my personal opinion. And I could be wrong. And like what you said last year, especially about Brady, it's like, well, what if you let McCown go somewhere else and he gets the experience and he turns into what everybody expects him to be? And then you've lost out on him, which is a fair point. But part of, part of it being the optics, part of it being what actually bothers me more is typically you hire a head coach based on the, the assistant coaches that are able to bring in. Like what type of staff can they put together? And if you hire McCown, it just feels like Casario is just building that staff again. And he did that. He did it to Cully, but doing it for two coaches in a row, I, that, that, that rubs me a little bit the wrong way. And you just don't know what, I don't know what you mean by Oh, Siri. Hey there. Oops. Um, but Sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. That's right. I'm just saying that, I mean, that just seems a little too hands-on for two coaches, two years. Like, at that point, Casario, just be the coach yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't I can't see, honestly, just the whole thing, whether it's Josh McCown, Jonathan Gannon, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Flores. Am I missing somebody? I think those are the four. Yeah, that's um, I I still don't see a scenario where Josh McCown is hired as the head coach. I do see him on the coaching staff. Um, I do see him 
being highly regarded within the building, but I don't, I don't see, I just can't see Nick hiring him as the head coach. Look, if he does, I'll definitely understand the questioning of Nick's decisions. It's going to be really hard for me to try to defend anything at that point because it doesn't make the most sense. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not a general manager. I I really don't know. I I don't know the qualifications or what I'm looking for in the next Houston Texans head coach. I, I don't. I don't know what it should be. I don't know you know, why they should be, I, you know, I, I honestly don't know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been in hiring positions before for, you know, managers and, 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 you know, things of that nature. And, you know, I always look for, I don't ever really look for experience. I look for traits and qualities, um, you know, leaders, you know, do, do they, can they effectively lead? Can they, can they be taught? Are they constant learners? Are they always looking to get better? Um, are they respected? Those are the types of things I look for because I feel like all the rest of the stuff you can teach, right? You can teach X's and O's. You can teach, you know, all that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, like when there's a Brian Flores out there and, you know, the p- possible, you know, Kevin O'Connell or Jonathan Gannon, I mean, I understand it. it well, it's I mean, going to be a complicated process no matter what. As someone that's hired a bunch of people too, um, it's a crapshoot. No matter like, what. Yeah, like you, you, you could have the best candidate on paper. You could yep. have somebody that absolutely crushed the interview process. Yep. And then when they actually get there and they get in the situation, they suck. Like that yep. has happened countless amount of times. So here's the thing about McCown is you can't defend it. Yeah. But all you can do, because there's not, there is no resume or anything to defend. All you can say is have patience with it. Like you're, it's almost like a different way. It's a different way of looking at a coaching hire. And he's honestly the one that, because I mean, there's nothing to look forward because you just don't know. You have to be with him. You'd have to be more patient. Yep. And it's, if he, if he ends up getting the job, I'm not going to, I still can't hop to this. Oh, it's because he's, he's friends with Easterby. I just, I can't get behind that. Like I've said that, We've said it many times. We've talked about it many, many times. There is no way that Casario, who is in a position that he's worked his entire life for, that he had the number two position in New England, why would he make himself a number two to a pasture? Like, why would he give up his life dream, his one shot to be a GM, his one shot to control a franchise? Why would he give all that up to be second fiddle to a pasture? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But that's the criticism that you're going to have to deal with with McCown. But I don't believe that's why McCown would be hired. If McCown's hired, it's because Casario believes he's actually the best person for the job. You just can't defend it. Yeah, I just, I mean, I've been saying that for, you know, three or four months. And I I know that I'm viewed as an Easter Bee apologist. And I don't don't really know why. I, I, I don't. I just try to come at things with somewhat logic and just think. I, I, I like to think for myself. I don't want to sit here and read a John McClain article and or a Brian T. Smith article and then spew out exactly what I read. Um, I, I just think that it's uh, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, do I think that he has some sway? 100% I do. 
Yeah. Do I, do I, do, do I think that his opinion is taken into consideration? I do. Do I think that Nick ultimately goes wherever Jack, you know, whatever way Jack wants him to go or Jack is leaning? I I just don't. I don't. I I can't see. I think that one of the more level-headed people that have put it out there is Rivers McCown, who's definitely anti-Easterby. And and, and I get it. Like, I'm not pro-Easterby. Like, that's, again, I'm right there with you. It's like, I, I don't understand why, if you don't hate the man, then you must be pro Easterby. It's like, I don't, it's like, I just don't give a shit about him. Like I've moved on. Like he got fired from his personnel job. He's still yeah. a Texan, but he got fired from his personnel job. But I do agree with what River said that you are kind of shaped by the people that are around you. And if Easterby is always in, in his ear, like I, I do get that. And I, I do understand that concern, but ultimately like he may be shaped by it. It's Nick Casario making that call. It's yeah. not used to be making the call. It's Casario making the call. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to come here and just let a pastor dictate what you're doing. Like, ultimately, that's like what I come back to every single time. I get it. What he's done, what he did with OB, uh, all of that, I, I get all of it. And he's totally wrong for every single thing. And he's made he made horrible, horrible, horrible decisions. Um, but like, what are we gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna be mad at the organization, but still tweet about him twenty four seven, and still watch every game on Sunday and watch every press conference. Like, dude, what is the point at that point? Like, yeah, why are you driving yourself crazy? That's nuts. And I mean, you- Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien got fired. And yep. apparently they were 1A and 1B or whatever, however that was working. Casario lost his his opportunity to be involved with personnel. Yep. Like, he was given that opportunity, and, and he obviously crashed and burned. So, yeah, again, one, what do you want? I mean, it, it is an easy target. I mean, it is also fair that, I mean, Easterby has never taken a press conference. What, well, I mean, what, he's taken one, maybe ever. So... I mean, again, those are all fair complaints, but I just, the person that everybody should pay attention to, it just, and the person making decisions is Casario. Like, I don't even think that, I mean, Cal McNair isn't even making decisions anymore. This is Nick Casario's team for good or for ill. Like, instead of being mad at Easterby, be mad at Casario if something's coming out that you don't like, if it's a bad hire. It's like, don't, oh, Casario is listed at Easterby. It's like, no, you're, 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 you're got you're like doing it halfway like be mad at casario he's the one making the decision yeah yeah point blank period man um i don't know it's just exhausting um it is it's exhausting um thank you so much for for the congratulations i appreciate it um so now that we're down to it, I, I believe by next Tuesday when we record again, um, we will have a new Houston Texans head coach. Do, do you yeah. agree, John? Well, even if they haven't announced it, if they haven't announced it by the time we record next week, then it's Kevin O'Connell. Right. So we'll, we'll at least have an idea. Yeah. Um, who do you think it is? I mean, my 1A and 1B is O'Connell and Flores, but then it was like, Somebody, I, 
I re retreated it as as a joke where they were saying that the Sean McAvee, or Sean McAvee's uh, coaching tree already has somebody in the super has already had somebody in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's where I was like, well, give me O'Connell because that that's kind of the point. Like, because I mean, there may be something to it. Belichick, none of his trees made it, but O'Connell yeah. and the Kubiak tree, like they've had a lot of success. And what's appealing to me about O'Connell is like he was a quarterback in the Patriot system. So he understands that system. He already understands a lot of the personnel and everything that the Texans are already using, but he's coached under, uh, under McVay. So once you've got, I think that's a, a unique mix. Like, I don't know if he would have instant success, but I think that it's definitely intriguing. I think, Okay, that's what you predict. Who do you want? I mean, it's it's the same answer. I I would rather prior to all like prior to everything coming out, I wanted Flores. Like it's like how do you we just kind of talked about it. Like you never know what you're going to get when you hire a coach, but he has a track record. He took a terrible team. Like the Dolphins were as bad as we are now, maybe worse. And he made them fairly competitive. So he has a track record there. Yep. He seems like, in, he seemed intense in the good way. So he, he was it. But everything that happened apparently with Tua and all that, like all those stories, I mean, they got to me. Like, I don't know the man. I just know what I hear on, on the news. But that was concerning. And I was like, oh, I, we've already been through that with Bill O'Brien. Let's, let's, you know, maybe shy away from it. And I have... I've spoken about for years, like I, the West coast outside zone offense that the Kubiak Shanahan tree runs. Like I've all, I've been obsessed with it for years since we started this podcast. Like that's what I've always said. I've always wanted one of those styles of coaches. So between O'Connell and Flores, like that's who I'd want. And I really don't have a preference. If it's Gannon, I would be a little bit disappointed, but depending on who he brings in as offensive coordinator. But those are my two guys. Yeah, I think um, ideally, in, in a perfect in a perfect world, I would love to see, um, I would love to see Brian Flores be the head coach, um, Josh McCown in some capacity, just because you'd like to groom another, you know, another young talented individual. If he leaves, he leaves. But um, I think it'd be interesting. Um, but I, I, I think. I think it's either O'Connell and Gannon and McCown or, you know, I, I end up, I, I think that that's where it ends up going is Gannon or O'Connell. I, I can't see Josh by himself and I can't see, I don't know, man. Like when, when you look at the Brian Flores situation now, like, okay, so the Vikings, they just brought in, so they've interviewed D'Amico Ryans, um, Patrick Graham, the DC who are both black. And then they're about to hire well, Jim Hart. Didn't it, uh, D'Amico Ryan's actually turned down the interview? Oh, did he? I thought he interviewed. I th I thought he was the one that turned. Oh, Miko turned down somebody. I thought that was the Vikings, or maybe it was the second interview where he decided he was just gonna go back. He said he wanted to spend another year. No, he did. Later. He declined it. He declined it with. Uh, he declined it with them. Um. He he declined it. Okay, so then that might make it even worse. 
So Patrick Graham, black defensive coordinator out of New York for the Giants, was interviewed today, and then they're going to hire Jim Harbaugh. Okay, so if we're following the trend here of the NFL, uh, New York Giants interview Brian Flores, bring him in for a second interview, even though they already decided it was Brian Dabble, and Brian Dabble gets hired. If Brian Flores is the only potential black head coach candidate for the Houston Texans, and they brought him in for a second interview yesterday, and they end up going with either Gannon McCown or O'Connell. I don't know, man. It sounds like bad PR. It sounds like awful PR. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely there. But it's also maybe like the timing of the uh, the case being released or the uh, the suit being released because it kind of gives the Texans that out. Which. I don't know. Part of me is like, is it possible that Casario, because he is kind of close to Flores, was like, hey, we're not going to go your direction? I, I, I think, and this is almost why I think O'Connell is probably more likely, um, and maybe, maybe McCown's more of a chance, is because I think they would want to go with an offensive coach if they think they have something with Mills. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it matters. I, I, I put this out the other I don't really care if it's offensive, defensive-minded head coach. I think both know the opposing side of the ball in, in a relatively well manner, uh, and they can hire you know the right coaches to do it. But um, you know who knows what you got in Mills? That's a whole another conversation. And then now you know reports are that Philadelphia has has contacted Nick about Deshaun. Um, Tampa Bay is now in need of a quarterback. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was thinking last night, what about the Niners? Like, what what if what if they are not sold on Trey Lance, right? Look how close they came this year. Like, tell me that the Niners team with Deshaun Watson isn't a Super Bowl contender in the NFC every year he's Dude, there. Dude, they're, they're a dynasty with Deshaun. Right. Like, that's not, an, that's not an exaggeration. Like, they straight up are. And... I honestly think that if the accusations didn't come out last year, like he probably would be a niner. I think they would have been more aggressive going after him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I, I have to wonder if if Shanahan's window is not necessarily shrinking because I don't think that there's any talks of letting him go. But at the end of the day, the, he needs that quarterback. And we don't know if Trey Lance is that. They obviously, I mean, they kept rolling Jimmy G out there. Um and I mean, they don't need a, they don't need a huge upgrade over Jimmy G. Like, look at how no, look at how efficient they were able to make Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. They need a guy that can make maybe three or four more plays a game. Yep. That's it. And Deshaun would do that, dude. Deshaun, Deshaun would. He'd probably be offense, an MVP. I, I he, he he might be he might end up being what I said he was and be better than Mahomes if he was on Kyle Shanahan's. Oh, I on a Kyle Shanahan led team. I, I, I can't see it any it. other way. I I absolutely believe it. I mean, yeah. that that would have actually been fun to watch. It would have been. It would have been. Um, yeah, and the Carolinas in there too. Man, what about this weekend, dude? Back to back weekends of games. But dude. how freaking amazing is it to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl? I mean, seriously. 
Like it is, <laughs> it, it, it has to like every Texans fan should feel somewhat optimistic watching this extremely quick rebuild of the Bengals. Get the right coach, get the right quarterback, get a good running game, get a above average defense that can get after the quarterback and draft who knows how great of a wide receiver truly Jamar Chase actually is. He, he could mean, be one of the greatest of all time if he stays on this trajectory. Uh, dude, with probably it's insane. Here, here's one of my favorite tweets from the weekend. I, I, I wish I could remember who sent it. But it was one of those where if the Bengals make the Super Bowl with that offensive line, no team can ever complain about their offensive line ever again because oh, their offensive no. line is trash. Dude, they're so right, though. They're right. So, man, did I light uh, Texans Twitter on fire uh, Sunday? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've you didn't say anything wrong. I've heard that bitch to the ground, but it was all true. He did I do mean, what Deshaun couldn't do. You didn't say anything out, outrageous. You just said something pretty so. simple. I got, I got destroyed like, by some. <laughs> dude, you got called out by players. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, bu- that busted-ass uh, Titus Howard and Laramie Tussle. We all wonder how really? Laramie actually hurt his thumb. Maybe. May- now we know. He probably shoved it in a place that, no, 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 no. <laughs> he learned from Deshaun where he should use oh. his thumb at. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was just funny. I, I, I literally didn't even I, – I just – I, like, just put it and went. I didn't think anything about it once I said it. I was like, oh, and then it was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. But whatever. I mean, that – I yeah, like, it. it's one of those, like, again, I still can't believe how controversy, controversial, I guess, like, that, that was for you to state a simple fact because – Deshaun didn't do it. And it's amazing how many people get, well, it wasn't Deshaun's fault. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. How many people stood up for him that, you know, obviously Deshaun doesn't care about them. So I don't know why they're, why they got his back so much, but that's, it is what it is. And even, even with Titus, like, bro, I literally didn't say anything wrong. I didn't say that the line was trash. I just said that bro did it with a worse line. Yeah. But like, Titus got really got in his feelings. Oh. Yeah. It I mean, maybe Titus is trying to go wherever Deshaun's going too. I mean, he did or not Titus. Um Laramie is. But Titus, yeah, I was, I was shocked by Titus. Like he quit on Titus. Like, right. Yo, like I would I would assume if I was Titus, I would be I would feel a lot better if uh if Deshaun Watson was my quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong, but I mean, yeah. again, but, you you didn't say anything wrong. Like you nailed it. Like, and Burrow didn't win the game against the Chiefs. He just didn't lose it. That's all I said. That's all I said. And, and I, I just don't understand how people can like. Yeah, Bob was bad against the Chiefs. Yes. The defense was bad against the Chiefs. But guess what? Your quarterback was not great against the Chiefs after the first quarter. All three things can be 100% true, and they are. But the fact that nobody can say that Deshaun Watson was bad for three quarters against the Chiefs, even though he's throwing balls in the freaking dirt, I I, I don't understand it. Go back and watch the All-22. 
wide receivers were open. They were open. There was that Chiefs game. I mean, we talked about it at length afterwards. Where if he stayed, if he stopped going for the big play, if he had just stayed on schedule in that game and just kept moving the ball, even if they never scored again, would have made a big difference. But we're the drive. The, ball, the offense just wasn't holding on to the ball, and the defense legitimately ran out of gas. Like, so yeah. I mean. You didn't need Deshaun to be a superhero in that game after the first quarter. You just needed no. him not to fall apart, and the that entire was team it. fell apart. That all hey, look, all, all you needed from Deshaun at that point was just to truly manage the game, make a couple more plays. The defense would have been a little bit better, not much, but a little bit better had they sustained some drives and gave the defense some rest instead of what was it like seven straight three and outs or something yeah. wild like that, right? Um, Dude, it's crazy to me. Um, and I get it. Like, Deshaun is great, amazing. He's a, he's a very good quarterback. That day, he was not great. And oh. then, if you're gonna give, if you're gonna, if you're gonna blame Bob for the collapse, why aren't you gonna give Bob credit for the 24 points that were scored in the first six minutes of the first quarter? Like, if that was all Deshaun, then why wasn't this Deshaun as well? I, it makes no sense. Like, there's no logic at all when it comes to Texans Twitter or the fan base in general. Well, I mean, Deshaun's style of play, and this isn't the run around and scramble. I'm not talking about that. Like, Deshaun could throw from the pocket. He could play from the pocket. But when I say his style of play is when he got to be super aggressive, he was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and he, when he got to be aggressive, he could almost be next level. That's why he always did, not almost, he was next level at time. That's why whenever he got to, why he always had these big comebacks because if the defense took a little bit off the gas when they were attacking him, like if a defense wasn't attacking Deshaun, he would light them on fire. Any team that had a lead and they would no longer attack Deshaun, he could light them on fire. Like that's an absolute talent. Deshaun couldn't play with a lead. He just couldn't calm down. He hadn't learned that. I'm, I'm sure he could like he had all, he has all the physical ability to learn it. He just, he with the Texans, for whatever reason, he was just never in that position. But when he got to be super aggressive, when he got to play a tired defense, when he got to sit there and just let it rip, that's when Deshaun was at his best. But protecting yeah. a lead, he was not. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And you know when he really, no, you know when he really played his best was when he was down three or three or four times. Oh yeah, times. that's when he was at his best. Garbage time. Um, <laughs> and I mean. But- and I'm not even going to go. Well, I mean, it would start off as garbage time, but that was one of the things that Deshaun could do. He could take something that started off right as garbage back. time and bring you back into a game. Yeah, like, even that Bills that's, game. That's he not. Like that's trash. not even a ditch. Yeah, he did. The but he had game. an amazing. I mean, he had an amazing play. Amazing. But he didn't play well. Yeah. The Colts game the year prior, he was garbage. Send a nickel oh, blitz God. his way, and guess what? He just yeah, the Colts. Yeah. So, that know, Colts man. playoff game, like I, I don't. I'll never forget those. That game, that game was awful. Like people are are asking or are, are treating like Deshaun's definitely going to win the Super Bowl. He has the potential to, like, he does have that talent level. Like, he has the talent level, and he has moments where he could be the best quarterback in the league. I am yep. not trashing Deshaun, but what he has shown so far and consistency level is he was nowhere near there yet. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. And All I right. don't understand uh, and that. That's going to be controversial. Somebody's going to 
clip that and say, hey, look, these guys are saying Deshaun sucks again. No, we never said Deshaun sucked. We had three years in a row where we had podcasts directly. The the Watson cast. Or the Watson cast. And, like, we loved Deshaun. Like, we're not trashing him. But he wasn't already a Hall of Famer. He hasn't reached that point yet. He might not ever. Not now. Um, how cool is the Super Bowl? It, it, I don't even know who to root for. Like, I want to go Bengals because that's so cool. But then I'm like Stafford, 13 years in Detroit. And then I had always been extremely talented, but just played for one of the worst organizations in the NFL. And has a chance at winning a Super Bowl his first year off of that team. That's such a crazy storyline. And then you got Joe Burrow, who, yeah, he, he wasn't like Patrick Mahomes great on Sunday, but he did enough. He did enough to win the game. And and he came back, you know, down, what, 18, 17, something like that. Um, that was such a great game. Uh, it's so hard not to root for the Bengals. And DJ Reader's on the Bengals, who yeah, we all, like everybody, I think every Texans fan loves DJ Reader. Um, it's not like he left in a way like most Texans have over the last two or three years. So, um, no Texans fans were universally upset that we paid merciless instead of reader like that. And we should, that was a decision by the franchise that everybody questioned at the time. Yeah. Like people trying to pull out receipts, blah, 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 blah. No, everybody questioned that. Like everybody knew that that was the wrong play. Yeah. Like you could sit there and you could try to maybe defend it because of the position positional value but everybody knew that that was the wrong idea and no this i mean this super bowl i'm sure maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more next week when you can actually sit there and think about it but yeah like joe burr joe burr <laughs> there may there might be something to, to him like he's that guy he here here's the crazy thing davis mills is more athletic than joe burrow like by every measurable, like very similar 40 times. Mills has the better arm. Um, better, he was the better pedigree. And, but it's, I said it a little bit a couple of weeks back. It's like, it's why it's so hard to see what quarterbacks are going to be successful. Yeah. Cause you look at Burrow, who was won a national championship in college, going to play in the Super Bowl here. Granted, his supporting cast, like, dude, at LSU, like, that receiving core, like, just other other level, like, that, that's just unfair. Like, that receiving core, usually you say, people talk about, oh, like, the wor- best college football team couldn't beat the worst NFL team, like, like, there's no chance. That receiving core with Burrow, their rookie year, they could have put points on an NFL team, definitely. Like, between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, and then Clyde's out, Edwards Hilaire. Like that, that team was just absolutely loaded. But even if you have all that talent, to have a quarterback to make sure to get that talent fed is an accomplishment if that's all he was doing. But no, he does more than that. And this, that Cincinnati team, I mean, on offense, they have just enough talent. Their defense is gelling right at the right time. And they're getting a little bit of that turnover luck. I, yep. Yeah. And, and they're like, fun. Yeah. Like Teague says, like they, they they got some cap room. They still got the draft capital. Like this this team can only get better. Um, so yeah, because they can get better, I kind of want to pull for Matthew Stafford. 
But just seeing a two-year rebuild and win a Super Bowl, considering like I, what it's been like twenty years since, um, twenty years since they won a playoff game or something wild like that. So I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. We'll talk about it next week. I mean, I, I, I haven't made my decision either. I like watching the Rams play. Like they're just Me a fun too. team to watch play. Yeah. It's going to be. And here's the thing: like that pass rush. Against that offensive line is just going to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> that should be. That's one of the biggest mismatches ever. Like you've got Aaron Donald versus an offensive line, an interior offensive line that was worse than ours. So, yeah, that that uh, should definitely be entertaining. But I mean, Mixon's a talent. Yeah. T Higgins is a, T Higgins is a very good football player. Uh, Jamar Chase, like, if there's another player that. Beast, be, bro. Dude, he could be like I love Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, y'all y'all have known it. I've talked oh, about. Oh, I years. love Debo too. Um, uh, but Jamar Chase is that unique guy that could do everything Debo does. Whether or not he will, because you, I don't know if you ever want to put a first round uh, receiver running between the tackles like Debo does. But yeah. Jamar Chase could. Tough. He's just he's so good. Next level plus an even better deep threat. Like yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, Junior asked, do you, we think that BOB will be the OC in New England? Oh, that, I didn't even think about that. Um, I hope so. I would love to see BOB back in the league, but no personnel decisions. I don't unless know. It, unless he goes to the Dolphins. <laughs> if he goes to the Dolphins, give him like all, give him GM duties, give him everything. Yeah, definitely. Re, reunite the whole group. I have no idea how to predict any of that anymore because I thought McDaniel's would have ended up nowhere. here instead of instead of Las Vegas. Yeah, but, for sure. So we'll see. And I mean, there's been rumors around Bill O'Brien though going back and being the OC as soon as McDaniel's left since the day he was fired here. Yeah, like there was that was. I think that was one of the uh, the stories. It's like that's part of the reason why he was okay with being fired is he couldn't wait. So McDaniels took a job somewhere else so he could go back to New England. Yep. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, well, that's 50 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, all right, you got anything else, John? Did you watch uh, The Book of Boba Fett yet? No, I hear it's awful. It was until this past episode, and this past episode was actually really good. Okay, well, then I'll give it a shot. I'm going to finish Ozarks first. I haven't watched Ozark yet. Uh, like I watched the first season and then I completely oh. forgot about it because it took so long for the second season to come out. So I'm so behind. It's so good. It's so it? good. Yeah, uh, it's great. Um, get back into it. All right, guys. Well, um, we'll catch you guys next week to break down the higher or not higher and who we think it'll be. Uh, but with that being said, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Houston FB pod. Follow us on Instagram at Houston FB pod. Follow me on Twitter at I am young Ari gold uh, there's a underscore somewhere in there follow john at uh at john a wade three and with that being said sign off for texans unfiltered i'm young Ari gold i'll catch you guys and john will catch you guys next week